Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where we stand in front of a blue screen with no lighting correction. I'm Jonathan and with me as always is my co-host Douglas. How are you, Douglas? This is your first time tuning into the 250 <laughs> no. and taking a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 <laughs> movies of all time as of January 2020. Shit. And we've been watching them from number 250 Fuck. through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, our thoughts, and our reactions to the movies within. Today's movie, number 116, is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. God, this must be how Liza Minnelli feels. Okay. <clears throat> after the thing, uh, after the, after. After the father of famed archaeologist Dr. Indiana Jones goes missing, the fedora-donning adventurer travels to Vienna to follow the clues that he left behind. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was directed by Steven Spielberg, known for Catch Me If You Can, Jaws. Oh, Catch Me If You Can, we did for the- Catch Me If You Can, yeah, Catch Me If You Can, we did for the podcast previously. Catch That's Me If You Can, first. Jaws. <laughs> Jaws, Saving Private Ryan, is quite well-known, obviously. Written by, yeah. also quite well-known- George Lucas, who did Star Wars, Willow, a lot of writing credits, um, obviously. Uh, yep. Menno Mahers, known for Empire of the Sun and The Color Purple. Don't know that, dude. And Jerry Two Bohm. Spielberg films. Oh, right. And Jerry Bohm, who did Lethal Weapon 2 and 3. Yeah. He's a B- I'm still not entirely are- sure what the deal is with Jerry. Um, hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> like what part does he actually play in the writing and the script and all that jazz but uh, uh neither jonathan nor i have seen this film before which is is this your first indiana jones sure film? is baby yeah mine too so really yeah i thought it was big My- in your household it was, but I just never got around to watching it. You just never it. So saw it, okay. I just, yeah, I watched, like, scenes of it, but I never actually, like, watched it. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why my parents never, like, just sat me down and played it for me. But- just said, all right, dickhead, this is- Yeah, uh, it's time. Education time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is education. You Sean are Connery is funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I can say quite happily that- I'm really glad that we're actually doing this backwards and that we're getting Last Crusade first and then we're going to get what is allegedly the better Indiana Jones film because Mm. if we did it the other way around, we'll probably be going, oh, yeah, but it's not Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know? Or we might end up growing a a fond attachment to Last Crusade and then as a result, you know, we might prefer this over... Raiders of Lost Ark. We just never know, Jonathan. Douglas explaining how the passage of time works. <laughs> how the list is functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what yeah, did you I, think of it? Uh, it's pretty good. I Ooh, I sense hesitation. Yeah, I sort of... I mean, I got problems with it. Um, okay. Interesting. I've got an interesting uh, problem I had with this, uh, which is also a problem I had with Avatar The Way of Water, Douglas. Whoa. But we won't we won't dig into that okay. just yet. <laughs> I mean, I get why people like them, and you can also see George Lucas's grubby fingerprints all over the <laughs> yeah, thing. over everything. Yeah, like it goes at like a. It's only two hours, and and it goes at a fucking breakneck pace, which is mm. very, you know, original trilogy Star Wars is just like. Yep. Something new You're happens here, and every then, like, 10 minutes. You, you don't even get, like, the closure of how certain characters get <laughs> out of certain situations. It's just, like, they do the bit and then where there's an opening for, like, scene to end, they just cut 
we're out of here. We on on to the next thing, on to the next bit. So yeah. Is that mm. uh is that a Lucasism or is that a Spielbergism though? Well, George Lucas edited it as well, so I would say it's probably Jesus. a Lucasism. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause would be my bet. Oh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to make any sweeping judgments about the quality or lack thereof of George Lucas's filmmaking <laughs> skill. Number one, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Number one, I'm would not be the first person to do that on the internet, Douglas. Very true. Be the millionth to psychoanalyze, <laughs> <laughs> dearest Lucas, and say what you will about him. He's definitely more successful than me, mm. and filmmaking wise. Is probably definitely more, more skilled than knowledgeable. I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reg- regardless of how you feel about the prequels, so perhaps p- potentially, but um, <laughs> it's definitely uh, it's a lot. The movie's a lot. Like, especially like not knowing what I was getting into. It's even mm. more ridiculous. And like, I-, I feel like Star Wars because of its world building and because of its setting you you didn't have to really suspend disbelief per se you're just like Quite this is much, a different yeah i mean i guess you you don't really have to because like, i feel like suspension of disbelief is only something that's an issue in the real world or yeah. settings that are when when you're when it's completely fantastical you can explain anything away you know if exactly. you want to and you could be like well it's just that's just how it's just a pull of the fools exactly <laughs> Um, whereas <laughs> this one, you're just like, whoa, this is like a, it's like a cartoon version of a live action film sometimes. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it really, it really stretches stuff sometimes and you're, you're like, whoa, okay, cool. Um, easy peasy. I guess we'll just, uh, I guess that's how that works. Would you believe I adore that? And I adore that <laughs> sense of the film that it's so outlandish and gigantic and that the villains of this film are literally the Nazis. And that they are just the most overblown, like, there's no there's no real sub-analysis like you would see in Downfall or something like mm. that of, like, the actual characteristics of Nazis and all that kind of thing. No, they're just, they're just the German twiddle-the-moustache bad guys who are constantly uh, one-upping Indian- Burning books. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, burning books. My God, that, there's, whew, there's one very, very- well dressed scene of uh very hype i would hope hyper uh f- fixated version of what uh nazi germany looked like but it's it's a lot um no i really enjoy how big this film is and i laughed mm. a lot a lot more than i was expecting to i was okay. not coming into this film expecting it to be a comedy and mm. i left very happy with there were some lines where like they were a bit throwaway and i was kind of like man well okay but there were some other lines particularly out of sean connery more often than not that really got me and i just love something about james bond and han solo having a father-son adventure standing in the annals of time is kind of nice (laughs) (laughs) It's it's also interesting because I don't think I've watched a uh, full Sean Connery piece. Bond. Almost, I haven't watched a Bond. Or just like any. Through. I don't. Yeah, mm. not. I don't believe so. Um, wow. Just like oh, that's the guy. Okay, cool. No, we, uh, no, Doctor No. 
Never. I've watched very few James Bond Gold films. I, d- mm. I don't really enjoy... He wasn't in Goldeneye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really enjoy not, old uh... Bond because it's <laughs> How just How do you like... know that? How do you know that you... Got... Oh, well, it's Pierce Brosnan, isn't it? Yeah. Just conceptually, I don't like... Oh, Bond. I don't like the the fucking what's the what's the writer's name again? The author's name again? He's just a fucking pusshound. Fleming. He was a real, Ian Fleming. Yeah, he was just a creep. And yeah, you you read any like Puss slice out. of writing, any slice of writing about him, you're like fuck this cunt. Or like yeah. James, or James, the way that James Bond is written, you're like oh gross. <laughs> yeah, not interested. Yeah. Sleazy. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I haven't felt the need to watch a Sean Connery James Bond film, and I don't That's think fair. I've seen him in other stuff. So that, that, I mean, that was interesting. To, to he's pretty slimy, this. but like, I think if you go in acknowledging that he's slimy and the amount of shit that he gets away with, I feel like you, there's a little bit of frustration because it'd be nice for him to have a bit more comeuppance. But the if you go at it from that angle, it's more like the stakes are a little bit less, maybe. I don't know. We're we talking about the James Bond. I'm not Bond trying to defend so. sleazy James Bond, by the way. He's fucking. Um, he's I'll a just, well, I, got, I got a massive watch list. I'll just watch other shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it other comes down to. to watch. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, it, was, it was fun. It, it is really funny to me with Harrison Ford, the, you know, the three big things I think that is known for is Indy, Han Solo, and Blade Runner. Decade from Blade Runner. Yeah. Yep. And realizing- three fucking franchises, basically. Basically. Well, Blade Runner wasn't really a franchise, but- Went on to have a relatively popular- I mean, yeah, people liked it. Following, yeah, yeah. And then saw a revival afterwards in the same way Star Wars and Indy and Blade Runner are all seeing. Uh, but it is funny to realize how much- Harrison Ford seems to like a lot of his characters are very him. Like mm. a lot of the man, there's like lots of like shared mannerisms between. There's one in particular, and I thought it was really clever because they make Sean Connery do it. And I went, oh, he's like his dad. They do this same mannerism, but the mannerism is a Harrison Fordism. It's not a Indiana Jonesism. It's just mm. because. When he was doing it, that you were like, what oh, is okay. it? Tell me. I, I, I fucking. You didn't write it down? The you note can't back is it literally. Up? The note is literally, I like how. This was before an hour into the film. That's the only <laughs> time stamp I have here. That we have. Okay. I like how Henry had the same mannerisms. <laughs> and then sub note, which is funny because it's more of a Harrison Fordism. Thank you, notes, Jonathan. Uh, you already <laughs> said that out loud, dickhead. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what it was. <laughs> don't wow. remember. Well, I guess on my rewatch, I'm going to be looking out for it, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do like how the, the bits that we do know of Indiana Jones are laid out in a very large spectacle prologue kind of moment, mm. which is fantastically led by the uh, dearly departed River Phoenix, who was wonderful to see him. Back again mm. to after Stand By Me. It was I was really happy to when I saw his name pop up on the screen. I was like, oh, no fucking way! I was like, who's he playing? Is he like a little grimy little kid or something? And then he pops up on screen, and then I was like, yeah, let's go! I was so because I knew his character was going to be relatively short lived in the the span of the film, but to have him in that opening prologue is the best, and it explains 
a lot of the things that are very established of Indiana Jones, like, you know, the fear of snakes. Um, he's got a little cut on his chin. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. The hat. Yeah. It's all very uh, cute. Quaint. Loved the fake out in the beginning where there's the guy, the treasure hunter who's sort of, especially with his hat down, looks like Indy. Indy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same hat and Bait all that. And so you're like, yeah. you're like, wait, is that? Okay, cool. Is that uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. That, that was cute. I liked how high energy, how high um, production that first section is. And yeah. So Something much I, spectacle. You you can really tell where, you know, future- The thing that comes to mind is the Uncharted films, but you've got yes, this yeah. this sort of- uh, These great set pieces that are on, like, really creative locations. Mm. The circus train in the beginning, the one in the- I mean, it's not a huge spoiler, but we'll, we'll avoid spoiling it because I've just been spoiling shit over and over again. Um, is uh, three quarters of the way through the film as well and it's quite an extended one that one's really really cool like the circus train in particular is full of like animatronics and like live animals yeah. like live yeah. stunt animals and shit uh, pretty I wild <laughs> I love the stupid fucking giraffes in the <laughs> yeah, go just ah. like sticks just ah. like being moved yeah, around yeah, yeah. Yep. But, but I was like fuck okay they're really like Seriously, putting a lot of effort into this prologue, it's, which I when you if you I really would highly recommend watching um, Fablemans because it really does give you a much stronger understanding of where Spielberg is actually kind of coming from, like this fucking unbridled passion to make film and to make film exciting and engaging and create tension and get people. On the edge of their seat. Like, that's what Spielberg fucking ride or dies for. And I really finally fucking understood that as a result of watching Fableman. So, um, I think that when you go at it with understanding that that's what Stephen wants to do with most of his films, it's, yeah, I was, I was kind of just slack-jawed and like, oh, this is like, it's just, it's cool. It's actiony. It's exciting. They're, the pace is high. John Williams is going fucking ape shit as per usual. Uh, very, very John Williams-y score, which actually kind of worked for me this time around. Mm. I think there was a there was recently a John Williams score where I was a bit like, ah, didn't really cut cut the muscle for too much. Can't remember. But mm. this one, mm, bellissimo. When it's when it's Williams and Spielberg, I think they're a fantastic duo. Yeah, I've always I always love Williams. There's something very unique yeah. about his particular flavor. Uh, that's exactly which, what you said when I said I hated it. That's you were like Williams just gets me. Williams, yeah, get, get get around get around that dude. I don't know. It's it's like a it's like a warm hug. It's like yeah. I mean, it is probably a big slice of it is just. I guess sort of nostalgia for the Star Wars films, I guess. Maybe it was Jurassic Park that I had that would make sense. issues with. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I was, was noticing this one more than previous soundtracks from the last couple of films. Mm. Um, but it's because it, it's so up there and in your face, you know? Mm. It's so it, is also, it, it is a bit varied, potentially in like- Say funny ways where you know you, you you put a certain like instrumental bent on it 
if they're like, they're in the Middle East, let's put on, yeah, you know, the Middle East sounding the Middle score. It's not, they're not sitars, but what are pe- what instrument yeah. do people always use when they're doing, or like, you know, or Vienna, mm. <laughs> yeah, you throw some fucking accordions at it. Venice, sorry, don't, oh, fuck, did we, did we, oh, yeah, we put Vienna in the opening, yeah, um, well, fucked me. You fucked no, me. Yep. I, I can't believe that you wrote that in there, Douglas. I can't I'll, to, I'll go that. back and it'll be like, <laughs> Vienna. <laughs> Venice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as always, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for some John Williams because- Yeah. No surprises. He, he, he just, yeah. It, it's nice. There, there are other soundtrack composers that sort of just do like bland orchestral <laughs> theme and he just yeah he's got a flavor i really i love a flavor i love a good flavor do, douglas yeah we do love flavor i we all love flavor here. <laughs> 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 uh they don't really lean on the love sort of seasoning. the indie riff very much either Cool. No, they don't. Yeah. Uh, it, it pops up in the moments where it needs to pop up, which is nice, mm. but it doesn't outstay its welcome. Uh, the other thing that I didn't actually realize is I never understood the order of the Indiana Jones film. So I was always under the pretense that this was the second one because just nobody talks about Temple of Doom because apparently it was really bad because Spielberg tried to go in a different direction with it and everyone went, no. This isn't Raiders. Stop it. And then he went back and he did this instead. And everyone was like, good boy. Good boy. Pats on the head, Spielberg. Good boy. Keep doing this. Um, and so, yeah, didn't. I was just, huh? And then he didn't. <laughs> and then he like, didn't. For like 20 years. <laughs> Legit. Uh, yeah. So, everyone, I was just under the pretense that this was the second film, but it's not. There's Temple of Doom before this. So, I guess we should probably bonus Temple of Doom at some point, just so- the that whole trilogy good. is under the belt. Sweep that one in when we do Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could do the, the trilogy backwards. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, should do, we should do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as well. Fuck, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Shia LaBeouf in that film. Woo, let's go. My man. I, My man. That's interesting because I haven't watched Temple of Doom, but I have seen it playing on a TV- at a burger bar with no audio, and I've probably watched an hour of the film that way. What the fuck? It looked all right. I don't know. It looked fine to me. <laughs> what? Just like, was this were you, were, you, were you with friends? And like, you yeah, just yeah. kept on glancing over at it every now yeah. and then? Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. I was at wow. Burger Astronomy, guys, in Adelaide. People love that burger bar. It sucks. It's terrible. And um, they play indie Why films on terrible? the TV. Uh, just the burgers are not nice to eat. For the price point that you pay, they're not nice to eat or they're just yeah. not nice? They're just- well, both. <laughs> One <laughs> is the same as the other. <laughs> this has been an anti-ad for Burger Astronomy. <laughs> Burger Astronomy. In South Australia. <laughs> yeah. Well, Douglas, would you recommend Crusaders of the Lost? No, Last. Crusaders of the Last. Crusaders of the- Wow. Does that that Indi- sounds like an Assassin's Crusade Creed is the title. last an Indiana Jones film. <laughs> yeah. Would you recommend <laughs> 19, it to our audience? 1989. I would. I think it's great. Especially if you haven't watched an Indiana Jones film before. I think that this is a very fun way to go in at it. And there's Sean Connery is great. I do really enjoy him. The banter between him and Harrison Ford is lovely. There's 
It's not a perfect film, but I don't think I've found a Spielberg film that is perfect yet in recent history. I haven't rewatched any of the uh, original Star Wars trilogy yet, so we'll see when we get to that. But uh, otherwise, I think it's worth a watch. How about you, Jonathan? Yeah. It's not my You've favorite seen pretty film this tentative year. on it still. Yeah. yeah, it's not my favorite film this year. It's still a good film. Um, it's like but- a what? Like a four out of five for you? It's like a it's like a one Michelin star. One Michelin, yeah. Yeah, I'd figured. But you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's there's always something to be said for, like we said with Up, there's something to be said with a film that makes you feel emotions that deeply. This film, there's something to be said for a film that is just super fun and engaging and and a bit of a romp and all other problems potentially aside. So yeah, yeah, it was a, it was yeah. I mean, you're not gonna have a really bad time with this one. Yeah, you can't think. be sitting there watching this and be grumpy. I don't think. No, grumpy. Uh, so content warnings. Nazis. There's Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absentee fathers. There's yes. Um, <laughs> there uh, is questionable uh, relations with a woman where like it's it's a bit like yes that was the other harrison Ford dubious thing. consent i feel like that move where with harrison Ford getting in a fight with someone and then just like smushing his face onto their face <laughs> every fucking movie is in and it's always like why are we doing this stop I don't know what you want me to uh, want me to feel right now. I'm feeling disgust <laughs> because there needs to be a male and female uh, interaction, yeah. and then and then and it's as convincing gets- in this one as it is in Blade Runner. <laughs> All right, uh, spoiler sound. It's spoiler time. Wait, wait. There's also what? just like lots of like violence and 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 like some spooky stuff. Some sort of like existentially mildly existentially spooky, just like spooky face stuff. Content warnings, Douglas, all right? Let's be fucking- Let's hit all the fucking marks. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're yeah, becoming Douglas- closer and closer to the ESRB at this point in our content warnings. All right, more so okay, than anything. Well. We're like, in the, in the one hour and 22 minute and 30 second mark, there's an apple on a desk. And that apple made me scared. <laughs> I hate this Not guy. trying to downplay any of the other shit that I we just said. I podcast with this fucking but- dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play the fucking spoiler sound. So, I've I've spoiled one of my sort of complaints about this film, which is <laughs> the I mean, I really fucking hate the relationship between Henry and Indiana Jones. I I he's just like a cunt to him the whole time, and I think the film tries to pass it off as a bit funny or whatever, but it is the same as Avatar 2. It's like, this guy's a terrible dad. And the film's, like, not being critical about it at all. And in the end, he's no, just like- I think it is. No, it's it not. Because he gets to the end, is like, he named you after the dog. How funny. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I have a complete and utter disrespect for you, fellow human being on planet Earth. Sure, Be- that might contradict it a little bit. But Because what about you came the- from my jizz. <laughs> what about the blimp scene? Where they, they actually sit down and they actually get to talk and have a drink. No, because it's just as bad. Like, Indy is like, Indy's like, you fucking were never there for me. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm here now. What do you want to talk about? And it's like, he's completely just like flipping it back on him. That's abusive behavior. He's just like, well, you don't want to talk now. Oh, I guess you just complaints mean nothing. 
Yeah. It's just as, just as bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but from memory, I think there is still, there's something, there was a line or something there where I was like, Ooh, oh, yeah. he actually oh, one, does care. Oh, one line. Yeah, one line. Okay. Yeah, really, we really got it. You know what this is? This is one point, Jonathan, zero points, Douglas. <laughs> I'm I not, win, hey, I'm I not win taking sides here. I'm not well, taking, I'm taking sides. I'm taking sides and I'm winning. <laughs> I really, I, I think, just, I found that. I think that it is just, quite genuinely nice, but okay. No. Sure. No. Is that the relationship you want to have with your father, Douglas? They make some nice banter. <laughs> I think there's some nice witty banter amongst all of it. I didn't like, it just, it just like, it got me every time. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, Do you think he's it. gaslighting him a bit? Or- there's just yeah, I mean, there's the whole fucking gamut of it. He just like doesn't dis- he disrespect sorry doesn't disrespect his son, doesn't respect his son, and um, which number one he should respect him because he's an adult, but also he should respect him when he's a child. Like he's just like way too shitty to him, and there's like. The film's like, they're trying to sort it out, and then uh, it doesn't really feel like they actually are to me in the, you know. You don't feel like it ever reaches a conclusion of, like, an actual growth. Right at the end, they're like, I named you after the dog, and that's the last thing he says about his son (laughs) in the movie. People are named after all kinds of different things. I know. Just because he's named after the dog, and then there's a a process of disrespect and abandonment after that, doesn't necessarily mean they're related. It is clearly intended as, like, I see you as a lesser because I named you after the dog. But he does- there were some moments, like, where he he does- Indy will do stuff. Name one. Name one, bitch. He He kills the Nazis, and then he's like, whoa, you did that. What the hell? Like, in more shock than anything. But he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Disrespectful. Then, next next point. And then when he saves him from the tank, and then he like gets him out of the tank and everything, and then they both meet each other at like the top of the tank, and they're like, Whoa, you made it out. I made it out. That's crazy. We both did it. That's cool. Oh, you're digging, buddy. That was uh, not what? disrespectful, but digging? it's also <laughs> What the fuck? This is the most contentious episode of the two five oh fucking yet. <laughs> I am I upset. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. <laughs> okay. Well, name more points then as to why you think that they're not. I don't need to. Connected. You've just been pulling out even your like. What do you mean you don't need to? You <laughs> named three points. points. You already did all the good ones. <laughs> no, I'm saying name more points where they're not connecting. Or the the whole bit where he's like. Uh, you should have trusted me when we oh were, like, in the fucking Nazi castle. And, uh, the the whole fact where he's like, you're a fucking idiot for the way that you handled this yourself. Even though I did what I had with the information <laughs> available to me. Douglas, are you researching right now? <laughs> I'm looking at quotes because I'm trying to find, but I just, <laughs> I refuse to fucking believe that, that that's it. Set him off, audience. I'm sorry. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just I'm so fucking irate that you don't buy into this. I don't. At all. Not even at the end. Like nothing. Like it just no there was no moment where you looked at the two of them and you were like, this is a like they're they're working to try and bond together. Indy is working to try and bond with his father. And his father's But you don't think nothing. Henry is. His father's given him nothing. All right, we could have a debate about this for like the next fucking 30 minutes, but I refuse to make that the rest of the podcast. So fucking, no, 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 I'm no, just no, going okay. to leave it and we will agree to disagree. Absolutely. I'm absolutely happy to do that. Oh, um, fuck, man. <laughs> wow. This is the first Ugh. actual fight 
first Douglas, proper fight on the two. We've got to have makeup sex after this, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Passionate makeup sex. Uh, the while we're talking about the tank stuff, there's an yes. insane stunt there that is so understated, but I think needs to be celebrated because it's a fucking mental stunt. Um, not done by. Harrison Ford, though I think there are some accounts to say that he did pretty much all of his stunts for this film, as for a lot of the films that Harrison Ford was a part of, he liked to do his own stunts. There's a horse-to-fucking-tank jump that Indiana Jones makes. Mm. There's no cutaway, there's no nothing. He, like, rides up onto the bridge, tank is going along down the thing, and he jumps from the horse to the back of the tank, and he fucking lands. Like, he, like... Belly flop into like a body of water, that shit. Like it, it <laughs> looks like it hurts. <laughs> and I just, man, that's some fucking skill. Like, yeah, from I didn't a really think about that. Um, and the way that was. Because it's so underplayed. It's just like, mm. it's just a transition. He's like, he's just going from the horse to the tank. But the actual mechanic of it to get the tank rolling at the same speed, horse going at the same speed, horse to fucking chill so that you can unhook one leg from a stirrup get your other leg prepped, and then jump from the horse to the back of the tank. Wow, that's some Mission Impossible fucking Fallout stunt level shit. It was great. That horse does really well considering the amount of, like, yeah. explosions and stuff going. I did Absolutely. notice early on, I think it's how he gets that horse, he tackles the dude off the horse, yep. the horse falls over. Yes, and then he, the horse gets back up and again then the horse while he's gets riding back up. it. I'm like, wow, that's- Horses don't like it when you do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I hope they're That's- okay. I hope there was some form of- I don't think I saw anything in the credits, so a little Horses bit Horses do that on the racetrack and you shoot them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, he's, at no, least clearly. that horse is making money, making money in film. <laughs> I really liked the- uh, yeah, the whole tank scene is, is quite mm. clever and, and they use the- There's you some know, great tension amongst all they, of that. They eat all of the animal, they use all the animal. I guess they don't eat all the animal. That's probably racist. I don't know that the the using all the animal thing is that racist against Native Americans. They use the whole tank, the interior and exterior in right. different <laughs> environments, and you know, <laughs> and it is like the 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 sort of like main cause of peril and and all that for like an extended bit. That's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, mm. They really get all of their money's worth out of the tank. Which thank like, you. I think thank you. You would, you would want to. Uh, yeah. When. There's like it's Spielberg doesn't make a set piece and then abandon it. Like he doesn't abandon a set piece too quickly. He makes a yeah. set piece and then he explores that set piece for literally everything it's worth. There's a little turret on the side of the tank that's shooting at Indy. What's he gonna do about that? Stick a fucking thing in it so it explodes back at them. But then he has to get off the horse onto the tank, but he kind of flubs it a little bit, so now he's hanging off of the thing, but his straps caught like on the on the turret arm. Meanwhile, on the inside, there's Sean Connery and fucking Marcus Brody fumbling about and trying to get their way out of the tank as well. I think having those two paralleling senses of urgency add really wonderful tension to the that whole sequence. And also, one sequence is still impacting the other. Like, Indy putting the thing in the, the turret arm and then uh, the turret barrel and then it blowing out impacts the guy on the inside and then Sean Connery and Marcus Brody make use of that. Like, having two sequences interact with one another like that while being, like, 
setting-wise, more or less separate, I think is so fucking smart. I love the bit where he kicks the um, the little viewing port thing called again? Periscope? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 He spins the periscope and it whacks the guy. I'm like, that's really clever. That's so So smart. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the whole whole thing is great. Mm. That's all I had. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, There's- Whenever- the heroes are in peril or there's any sense of downfall, it's always very comedic. Borderline slapstick. Borderline, not Charlie Chaplin, who's our other man, Buster Keaton. Borderline Buster Keaton levels of like, whoa, my fucking God, the fireplace revolving door? That's the most Buster Keaton ass fucking bit you could Mm. ever make because it reads no script, no dialogue, no nothing. It just works visually perfect. and. The ending of that sequence, I can't quite fully figure out how to describe it, but the choreography of when they open the door, they the Nazis run around to the other side and they're like, where'd they go? But the door stops midway and they drop out from the fireplace. It's, feels like some Star Wars shit, first and foremost. But second of all, the the resolve of that fight, I can't remember exactly how they get out of it, but it's so perfectly choreographed that like they're just- Dancing and ducking between, like, moments of peril from either side. It's great. Mm. It's fucking- It's just so, so smart in how the film handles action. And more often than not, uh, pretty much all of our heroes, except for maybe Indy, he finds MacGyver's his way around making shit happen and progressing forward. But Henry, more often than not, kind of stumbles ass backwards into (laughs) resolving a problem. And he's like, wait- I did it. <laughs> um, well, hey. <laughs> I this said And that the- I assume is where some of your gripes are coming from. The fact that oh, no, Indiana is much more the more no, capable person, but Henry stumbles us backwards into things and then it's an all co- a comedy thing and then Indiana's actually doing the work and then Henry's like, I did it and then he's like, What the fuck were you doing? And then Indiana's like, Well, I did the work, but cool, Maybe thanks, Dad. Too. I don't know. Anyway, um, Here's the thing uh, I sort of did not feel kept up with, because we're talking about, we've already talked about three fucking great set pieces. Whole back part of the film, found it very unimpressive. The actual, the puzzles to get through yeah, to the- Yeah, the last half an hour kind of drags a little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, this is like, this is it. It's like a crack in a cave and they mm. have to, he has to walk on a letter tile thing. Which, like, for, like, already having to suspend disbelief, but that was really pushing my ability at that point. <laughs> you know, really, you know really what was rough. pushing mine? The bit where they're, they're hunting for- They're looking at the mosaic in the, in the church library thing, and mm. he's looking for all the numbers, like the Roman numerals. Mm. And then he goes up the staircase, and then it's revealed to us, the audience- that there's a gigantic fucking X on the floor, and he's going like he's wandering around for like two, three minutes before that, going like ten. Where's ten? I can't. Where could ten possibly be? <laughs> I'm like, you're a fucking archaeologist. There's no way that you don't look down at the gigantic X that's on the floor. Yeah, I, I, the, it's, it's just a. It kind of sucks. I just found that it was whole very inconsistent. Bit. End. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very, very unconvincing. I, 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 you know, it's like cute that there's all, and I, it just doesn't have like the grandeur that I feel like it should have. You know, like yeah. 
You want well, the spectacle that like- other parts of the film had. Yeah. 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 Everything's huge and bombastic, and then it's just sort, sort of just like, and then it just goes like, here's a couple <laughs> of sound stages. I also <laughs> felt With some a lot CGI of CGI sores. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 CGI saws are so rough, and the bit where he's like, "Whoa, what do I do about jumping over this chasm?" And it's <laughs> like anyone with stereoscopic vision would have been like, "Oh, that's weird." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just walk forward. Like that was like that was really pushing me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just didn't feel like a match, and it felt like obviously it was rushed for like a reason, but it didn't. F- it felt like it should have been like Indy has to rush because there's stakes to him doing this ASAP. But it was like, okay, well, he'd do these three puzzles and then uh, I don't know. But wait, there is. He does set the stakes. No, no, there is stakes, but it also just feels quick because there's so little going on. Oh, like, there's no- I get what you mean. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's quick for the sake of the plot and then it's like, well, okay, done. Bye now. Yeah. Mm. It feels like there should have been, you know, like huge openings and you take a moment to to really like appreciate like, whoa, like this place is crazy. I can't, I don't want to spoil it, but it does make me curious. What were all the final set pieces in the Uncharted games? I wonder. Um, Usually they're like big boss fights or something, I think. Yeah, normally the final- It's like you finally have a big shootout with the big bad that like goes across a, a bunch of different like settings and stuff like that. Like you get- Shoot out, one- pop, 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 you chip him down a little bit and then cut scene, you get thrown away or moved to yeah. a different setting of some form and then continue to pop, 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 shoot him down. Mm. The, the the ending of Uncharted 2 is like the last section is- Well, it's from oh, it's, it's fucking, it's El Dorado, you know, it's like the city of gold and it's, it's like yeah. hidden under this. It's like this huge area and you're like, Vast, oh my yeah. God, like you, you yeah. need that scale for it to be impressive. Mm. Mm. So- they also, yeah, we did mention, and you can't really give this film too much shit given its um, release date, but the blue screen and the CGI was a little rough sometimes. Some <laughs> of the blimp stuff, I was like, ooh. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as the plane gets away from the blimp, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of that weird superimposed blue screen <laughs> shit. Blimpy shit, yeah, yeah. When it when it's rough. actually because I think it's actually like a real plane when they're showing it from like underneath and there's a blimp in the background, like I guess you could use the sky as a blue screen. Maybe maybe you can just do that. Maybe that'd be fucking ingenuitive if you can. Because mm. I'm like otherwise you'd have to get a bunch of chumps with I don't know manually trimming fucking negatives or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know whether there's an excuse for 1989, you know what I mean? Like, whether this is, like, this is the best you could do. Like, with the money that was there, with the technology that was there, this is the best you can do. Or whether Spielberg could have done better and the editors could have George Lucas and the rest of the, yeah, the post-production team could have done better. Hard mm. for me to tell because I don't know too much of the technology that was available at the time of 1989, so a bit difficult for me to pass judgment on it, I think. But uh, it is, to the naked eye, it's very rough. I, I, I suspect, given that it's Spielberg and the way that he normally, like, he gets very jazzed on special effects, I suspect yeah. that this was the best you could sort of make happen in 1989. In 1989, yeah. 
That's A-OK. Okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, the first Star Wars film came out 12 years prior to this, so... Yeah, but some of the original effects for Star Wars look pretty fucking Hey, we'll bad. get to them, baby. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I've seen some of the... They're, they're the ones Ooh. that you don't really see anymore because the special editions all had them, like, uh, trimmed yeah. and redone. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the... Have you seen the shot George of Lucas them... George Lucas went back and he was like, oh, fuck, make it better. <laughs> the shot of them going into Mos Eisley, have you seen that? Yes. In the original oh, film? It's fucking horrid. terrible. It looks horrid. so bad. It looks yeah. like paper cutouts. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, a little... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, grim. I'm not. That is. It's not really a complaint. It, <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are looking. Uh, observation. And, yeah. You know these these are these are remastered. Uh, this is remastered footage that is now being played through a 4K display and was originally. Yeah, true. I think also like it could be a a point of uh, criticism though because the film is already asking you to suspend so much disbelief that in order to continue to sustain that level of disbelief, everything needs to be fucking rock solid to the naked mm. eye. Like, it needs to be pitch perfect. Or otherwise, uh, viewers like yourself are going to go, that's not what my eye would see. This is bullshit. <laughs> and then for the rest of your film, you're just going like, well, that's bullshit because the blip wasn't real. <laughs> I think already at that point, point you're already like this is bullshit. like immediately and it's just like the way that things are paced the way that people talk the giraffes i was just like okay you this always is just come a- back to the giraffes the fact you don't no 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 you know what i love that they were there i love the, the giraffes were there but the snake coming out of the water for me and it going Wah! oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, incredible. That was the one for me. The lion was very impressive. How they uh, the the framing and the editing and everything for the where he lands in with the lion. I was like, wow. Is that how it works? Do they cool. not just use like a performing lion? I feel like it'd be very fucking dangerous, even if it is a performing lion. It'd be have to be a pretty fucking tame lion. Which there's like a ta- there's know, a tamer just be. out of frame. Like, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I'm watching you, buddy. Wait. That's River Phoenix, all right? <laughs> you stay off. <laughs> did, when did um, Jurassic Park come out again after ooh, this? Ooh, good question. Mm, 1993, four years later. Oh, okay. Four years. Well, I was going to say that's a relatively short period of time, but if you look at where we are right now, I would guess we're advancing at a different pace, but if you look at the kind of films that we're making right now, the films we're going to make in 2027, they're going to look probably... Pretty fucking different, um, as far as how CGI goes. CGI is well, maybe they're not. Maybe we're days, maybe though. we're reaching a point where it's like you can only go so much further. You know, you can't go more real. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't really go more realistic than realistic. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. But like, that's an interesting debate in and of itself. Like, have we reached a peak now of like, technology-wise and CGI-wise? Have we hit? the the ceiling so to speak of it i guess we'll find out well i wouldn't mind i if anyone's if anyone's in that sphere like the vfx sphere uh and is listening to the podcast reach out to us mail at 250.com or at 250pod on instagram dm us because i feel like that would be a very interesting conversation to have and enlightening for me at the very least we just we just watch avatar 2 yeah, and which is mind blowing. Like some of it the is, fucking water stuff in that. I'm like, <laughs> we we may be feeling differently in a couple of years time, but looking at that, you're like that. 
is real. Right life. here, that, right now. Yeah, that's that the looks, cutting edge. That yeah. looks fucking real. Like the only yeah. reason that you, I, I, I always say this: the we need footage where someone does just a normal live action drama or something, even if it's just a short, completely CG to see whether you can tell the difference. Tell. Because yeah. the only reason that you're like, okay, well, I know oh. it's not real is because- You yeah, know who like would do that? Spaceships You know exactly who would do that? Hideo Kojima and Gilmero Del Toro. Ooh. Absolutely. Those two would fucking love to fuck with something like that. I already know yeah. Kojima is like very heavily fixated on film and like the film industry and everything. But if there was anyone who would like make a short or something like that, it, you know, gets, like, relatively good acclaim. Everyone's like, wow, like, great performances and stuff. And then Kojima just spins on a dime and just goes, nope, we actually, the, that wasn't any of the actors. Uh, it was all, like, AI generated or something like that. Or, oh, man, what a fucking sinking feeling that would be to, <laughs> to flip the script on someone like that. And, the, to when, and it's inevitable. It's inevitable that someone is going to come up with that fucking concept and make that happen, which is... Scary. <laughs> I don't- The real trick there is I don't think it would be even close to- Like, it would be so much more expensive than using real actors. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So, it would be yeah. like, this is a bit spooky. The processing like, well, and rendering I'll, power. Yeah. It would cost just like, so much more. You you just need digital artists and you need them working but their that's fucking the thing, asses like, actors, off. Actors are going to become less and less of a fucking thing. If we keep on heading in that direction, you're just going to be paying for an actor's likeness more so than anything, not like mm. their their performance. Like it's, I mean, there will be an avenue for that regardless. There will always be a niche for it that will always exist. But man, fuck. Scary times. Anyway, sorry, we haven't talked about Indiana Jones in like the past like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, do you have anything, any other notes you wanted to touch not, on? Not really. Dylan? I think this is actually probably a, a perfectly fine- Pretty chill. Spot to jump off to the trivia zone. Off to the trivia zone we go then. The four horses used in the final scenes outside of the temple were loaned to the movie personally by King Hussein of Jordan. Wow. Wow. Okay. Fucking hell. So- was it filmed in Endorsement Jordan? from the king. Uh, that particular sequence, it must have been. I guess so. Hmm. Pretty cool. Most of the uniforms worn by the Nazis in the Berlin book burning scene are authentic World War II uniforms. Not uni- I hate that I said that in a German accent. World War II uniforms, <laughs> not World replicas. World War II uniforms. <laughs> Stop. We have your uniforms. It's a, it's a glorious uh, bastards India. level. Yeah. A cache of old uniforms was found in Germany and obtained by costume designer Anthony Powell to be used in the film. Yeah. That's so fucked. Imagine just finding like a fucking cache of them and just be like, put that in the back pocket. I bet someone's going to yeah. need that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it is history. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it belongs in a museum. Uh, oh, that was my other note that I had. Uh, we get. I was there was a point in time where I was a bit uncertain around what Indiana Jones's thoughts on the Nazis were, but thank God we had George Lucas at the helm there to give us the <laughs> wonderful line at the uh, the start of the Berlin book burning scene. He looks over and he goes, "Nazis, I hate these guys." <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I was thank expecting- you, George. Thank thee. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Bless you, Lucas. Never change. Or maybe change. 2,000 rats were bred for the production. Breeding them especially was necessary, as ordinary rats would have been riddled with disease. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Mm, Pretty fucking smart. Good orc health and safety. Well done. Mm. Harrison Ford nominated River Phoenix to play him as a teenager, having worked with him before on his favourite of his many movies, The Mosquito Coast, in 1986. When describing how he prepared for playing the role, Phoenix explained that he didn't really base his portrayal on the Indiana Jones character, but on Harris Ford. So he observed Ford out of character before acting his part. Fucking this is genius. What I told you. This is what I exactly, said. Exactly. Exactly. The character, you and the River character Phoenix, is not Indiana Jones. It is Harrison Same Ford. wavelength. Same wavelength. You guys mm. get it. Mm. As with the other Indiana- huh, You and River Phoenix always been on the yep. same wavelength. Absolutely. Yeah. Every day of the week. Mm. As with the other Indiana Jones movies, Harrison Ford did many of his own stunts. According to stuntman Vic Armstrong, he had to pull Ford to one side one day and ask him to let him, quote, do some work, end quote, because Ford was doing so much of the action himself. Armstrong later said, quote, if he wasn't such a great actor, he would have made a really great stuntman, end quote. Interesting. Cool. Passionate man. Passionate man. Great he didn't hurt himself. Yeah, yeah. So, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford wore no trousers during the shooting of the entire Zeppelin sequence. It was filmed in a very hot studio, and Connery didn't want to sweat too much, so they were just <laughs> sitting there butt half naked. Yeah, yeah. In your dax, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Nah, cock out. But, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg is on record as saying he made this movie for two reasons. One, to fulfill a three-movie obligation he had made with George Lucas, and two- to atone for the criticism that he received for the previous instalment, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Gosh, I got, we gotta know, we gotta know what happened, Douglas. What did they do? What did they? How did he fuck it up? How did he fuck it? You gotta uh, clue me in, Spielberg. Indiana's trademark hat, jacket, and whip currently reside in the Smithsonian National Museum of American History. These items remained on display during filming of The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, as they used numerous duplicates for their prop costumes. Pretty smart. Don't yeah. fucking give them the OG. Don't do the... What is it? Uh, who wore that one Marilyn Monroe dress and then it ended up, like, breaking or whatever? Um, um, uh, Kim K. Kim K, yeah. Fucked it, fucked it up real good. Yep. Fuck that shit up. That's history. Like, you don't, you don't fuck with that. Just leave it where it is. <laughs> uh, so, Sean Connery was always Steven Spielberg's first choice to play Indiana Jones' father as an inside joke to say that James Bond is the father of Indiana Jones. If that had failed, Gregory Peck and John Pertwee were backup choices for the role. Spielberg had always wanted to do a Bond movie, but did Indiana Jones as a James Bond-type character. In keeping with the James Bond theme, the movie has many Bond movie co-stars. John Rhys-Davies, Alison Doody, Julian Glover, Stefan Khalifa, Pat Roach, Eugene Lipinski, Michael Byrne, and Vernon Dobchev. I do like John Rhys-Davies. John Rhys-Davies does have a very good role here, and uh, the bit that did make me fucking cackle, and I hate that it did, is that scene with him and Marcus Brody and he's doing the, you know, they've been found out and he's trying to get him to run and he keeps on being like, it's in my pocket here, run. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. right here, run. <laughs> and, then he, and then he's like, quickly, like, get into the thing. And he like runs up and then two guys just randomly come over, close the door to the back of the truck and then leave. And then someone's just standing there like, <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a huge Buster Keaton slapstick energy, and I Absolutely. love that shit. So yeah, good. So, so good. Denholm Elliott had been diagnosed with AIDS shortly before filming began and was seriously ill on various production days. Poor guy. Yeah, that sucks. Stop motion animation was used for the shot of the German fighter's wings breaking off as it crashes through the tunnel. The tunnel was a 210-foot model that occupied 14 of Industrial Light and Magic's parking spaces for two months. Jesus. It was built in <laughs> eight-foot sections with hinges allowing each section to be opened and filmed through. Harrison Ford and Sashun Connery were filmed against blue screens, naturally. The sequence required their car to have a dirty windshield, but to make the integration easier, this was removed and later composited into the shot. Dust and shadows were animated onto shots of the plane miniature to make it appear as if it disturbed rocks and dirt before it exploded. Right. That's really cool. mental. Very I can't remember if I picked that or not. I'm almost suspecting I didn't. Because it's not coming to mind. No, nah, no. It's very obvious. That is a very places, funny so. sequence though, where the, mm. the cut the fucking fighter is so dedicated to chasing <laughs> him, he fucking smashes his plane into the tunnel. And yeah. then the the bit where they're driving like side by side and he's just kind of the the pilots looking down over at them. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like, like whoops, I fucked this yeah, up. Yeah, it's a real, like, wah, 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 <laughs> kind of moment. Uh, that's all I got. I would talk about the Wilhelm scream, but Jonathan will want to punch me more than he already does. Uh, so Absolutely. That's a, that's a good instinct, that's a Douglas. punchable move. If you enjoy us not talking about the Wilhelm scream, we do it every week, Tuesday midnight, <laughs> uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, which comes out to Monday afternoons in Europe and Monday mornings in America. Douglas, where can people go if they want more info on the podcast? If you want more info on the podcast, you can go to www.250.com. There's a written list of IMDb's top 250 films of all time on the homepage there from... Number 250 through to number one, if you want to look ahead and see what's coming up next or maybe what we've already done, it's all there on the homepage. There's two links to listen to us. There's a link to Apple Podcasts and to Spotify. There's a link to get in touch with us via email, which is mail at 250.com. And then there's a link to our Instagram, which is probably the best place to keep up to date with everything 250. That's at 250pod. Sorry, I had a little bit of an inwardy perp there. It's at 250pod if you want to get in touch with us there as well. You can also DM us. Our DMs are open. We are All taking, day, every day. We're taking responses about how you will either join uh, my side or Jonathan's side on the ice ship uh, <laughs> Jones boys uh, father-son reunion or not. <laughs> um, D- Douglas You're and I want both to join use- my side. Join my side. He got flustered. He got flustered, which means Douglas he's scared. and I my both side. use Letterboxd, which is a movie tracking and reviewing website that we're great big fans of. My account on Letterboxd is Upa. That is U U U P A H and Douglas. My account is Yenzo Knight. I E N Z O K and I G H T Yenzo Knight. You can look up Upa two five O or Yenzo Knight in the Letterbox search engine, and you'll find us. We do written reviews of all the films that we talk about here on the two five O. So, as anything else that we watch in our spare time, I keep on fucking saying it, and I know I haven't watched Babylon yet. I'm sorry. It's I'm gonna do it though because I literally all I've heard is just everyone asking whether I've seen Babylon yet. So apparently, it's a film for me, and God forbid if I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you'll be in real fucking trouble. Uh, my account is already been talked about, but I haven't watched yep. any fucking movies this fucking <laughs> week. <laughs> I- Jonathan is checked out. 
I got up to date with The Last of Us, uh, which oh. I said I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't do. Yeah, you said you weren't going to do it, and then I did it. Wow, and and, I, and it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of um Pedro? It's pretty good. I was I was very uh, impressed with how I think if you play the game, you know the faces of Joel and Ellie really well, mm. obviously because they play major narrative points all throughout the game <laughs> mm. of the main characters. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, the, the main characters you just said in more words. And I think <laughs> Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, I think you see them, you see stills of them and you're like, I don't know. And then you're mm. like 10 minutes into the show and you're like, yeah, okay. Yep, that's it. Yeah, That makes sense. Yeah, exactly, fine. right? <laughs> like seeing both of them on a screen test, I would have been just like, yeah, fucking- yeah, I totally. Send it, everyone it else home. Like, <laughs> I think their take on Bill in episode three is yes. uh, a really clever way to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I've seen a relationship between two gay men represented that well in media. Full stop. So, pretty them. fucking and they, cool. They sort of took the opportunity to, because it's, it, you know, it turns out a bit less positive at the end of the <laughs> well in the game and i think they took the opportunity to make an uplifting piece of queer media so yeah. fuck yeah absolutely yeah. yeah neil Druckmann, they fucking they know what's going on i really uh, i can't wait to see what they do next honestly like the, when this project is done and when the last of us inevitably is sold off or something like that to a bigger corporation or whatever, and then we're getting MMOs of The Last of Us, then Neil Druckmann is going to move on to something else. Whatever that next thing is, I'm fucking there for it, baby, because it's just been all killer, no filler from that man recently. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Cool. I guess it's goodbye time now. You look. I feel like I didn't give you too much of it in this uh, this week, Jonathan. I'm looking back at my waveform. There's a lot of me. Yeah, there's lots of gaps in mine. <laughs> Doug's got strong feelings on this one. I'm really sorry. That's all right. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Close the, close the podcast. <laughs> okay, we're leaving. Because now it's time to go. <laughs> Bye-bye. The Douglas, the Jonathan, and the <laughs> big blue house. <laughs> Actually, kind of. We'll works see you very soon. Too. I know. <laughs> very soon, I know. Pretty good. Thank you.